0: Another edition of City house sit down podcast of the world i'm your host Mr. carmen joining me that's not frank <laughs> i know to frank tonight i'm bringing the mouth of the south dono what's going on How you doing?
1: i'm doing very well it's funny because even though yeah i live in miami which was which is one of the most southern points of the united states we don't really consider ourselves to be the South. Like, we don't have manners. <laughs> we don't have Southern hospitality. Like I think you sure. actually have to go, ironically enough, you have to go north of Orlando to actually find the South down in Florida. But I I will accept yeah. the mouth of the South nickname. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had to upgrade one voice for another voice here. So glad to have you on. How you been, man? Good. You look good. How, how things been?
1: Thank you, man. Yeah, I've actually – I look presentable because uh, I've talked to you a couple times, I think, over the past six months. But I've lost 50 pounds, man, in the last six months. Because, listen, Inter have needed some help here to try and cross the finish line (laughs) in a Scudetto race that I think they're probably going to lose. But I had to make sure I can fit into the jersey. I've told Mr. Inzaghi I'm ready to try out. I'm ready to play.
0: (laughs) Nice. You are on the same training plan as Lukaku was last year, right? So – Good
1: for right. you, man. Not but, the one he's on this year where he's eating yeah. lots of cake. But yeah, I'm yeah. on the yeah, the, the last year plan, I'm on that one.
0: He's on the Patania diet this year, so it's uh ugh. anyway. <laughs> anyway, another league, another story. We're not worried about that. Uh, but yeah, lots to get into tonight. No Frank Carvello tonight, uh, some family duties, but I have you on board with me, and so excited about tonight. Lots of games to get into. Um, we had some obviously Champions League and other stuff getting into, but we're not worried about that. Neither of our teams are in it, so we're not too worried, but the title race—it's down to two teams now. It looks like the Scudetto is going to remain in the city of Milan. The question is, who's going to get it? I would say that you guys are the favorites. I'm sure you would say the opposite, right?
1: I would say the opposite. And <laughs> listen, well, for for a couple of major reasons. Milan, unlike Inter, they control their own destiny. Um, I thought that these past two results for Milan have been massive. I mean, getting the late winner against Lazio, getting a not quite as late, but still a late winner against Fiorentina, absolutely huge. Because, yeah, listen, going over the final four or five fixtures, on paper, Milan did have the tougher fixture list, but... Um, just that the error by Radu, which I still, it's been four days. I still have nightmares about it. The, the error by Radu, which cost Inter, um, a crucial, crucial point because I, I didn't think they were going to win that match. Uh, unfortunately there was no creativity on the pitch at that time when it was tied one, one with Bologna. So I didn't think the winner was coming, but that unnecessary error by a very poor backup keeper cost inter a very crucial point because as you know and i'm sure your audience knows because we have smart calcio fans watching this that milan hold the tiebreaker so if inter and milan do finish even on points the scudetto goes to milan and i really do think that that point lost by radu's error uh, could end up being very very costly um so yeah, listen, Milan, obviously you're in the driver's seat. It's not going to be easy. I think both teams may hit a stumbling block along the way here over the final three fixtures, but it's going to come down, I think, to the last match day, which is fun.
0: Yeah, and Milan have Atalanta, which is always a big stumbling block. You never, they could be on vacation mode with they look like most of the season, but you know, for that reason, I think why I think I like Inter. I said I think way too many times in this in this <laughs> comment here, but Inter. <laughs> they're they've been so good this year. They are arguably or not even arguably, they've been the best team this year for the consistency bias basis. Uh, Milan has been, isn't very strong for the l- whole part of the season. Honestly, Napoli has been in there as well. They've been very potent, but I think Inter have been so dominant, especially against the team they have to beat where that's where Milan has struggled. Now, maybe this is to Milan's advantage that they actually got some harder teams because they play up to their competition when it's against True. teams. They should beat, they struggle. Uh, but in games, the last couple of games, they found ways to get results, uh, and so it'll be interesting. I agree. I think there're gonna be some stumbling blocks between both of our clubs, uh, but it's Italian drama, right? It's gonna something's gonna happen. It's gonna come down to the last match day. Hell, it might come down to the last couple minutes of the game in both games. So we'll see. But we got a long way to go before that. Uh, obviously, you mentioned. Bologna upsetting you guys uh, midweek and kind of caused this tightening of the of the Scudetto. The advantage was at Inter, now it's with Milan. But we had a lot of games this weekend, Alex. Uh, look at all these scores here. Lots of goals. Uh, Napoli and Lazio, I'm looking at your, your games in particular, but man,
1: what stood out for you this weekend with all the games and all the goals that happened here? Well, a few major things stood out to me. One is you see how Napoli played with no pressure. Right. No Scudetto pressure. It's unbelievable because honestly, Unreal. Unreal. and, you know, and, and Richard, we've had you on our show a couple times in the last several months during this season. Like I, I've said it, I think just and they've had a lot of injuries, Napoli, which makes it hard to be consistent. But I think when the full starting 11s are all healthy, I thought Napoli had the most potent team in Serie A. Yeah. Uh, and they've they buckled a little bit in recent weeks under pressure. Uh, they have no pressure against Sassuolo and they, they go out there they look like world beaters. Like, absolute world beaters. So that stood out to me, that no pressure and suddenly Napoli looked like giants again. Uh, You know, the Juventus-Venezia game, very stressful, I'm sure, for every Juventino out there. I thought it was – listen, I'm not a fan of the man personally, but I thought Bonucci getting the brace on his birthday, that's a pretty cool story, right? Yeah, Uh, Yeah. You know, Lazio get the dramatic victory over Spezia. Lazio can't stop a nosebleed. I mean, honestly, it's, it, they're like my Florida Panthers, the hockey team that I root for, where they yeah. can score, they can score a thousand goals, but they can't stop anybody. That's Shootout how Lazio we- looked out there. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. And it's not like, it's one thing if you're like, we're using sports analogies, If one, one thing, if you're golden state where you can just outshoot everybody and no play right. defense, but they don't have the defense, they don't have the offense. It's, it's just, you know, roulette, Russian roulette. It's what it is with Lazio. And they, Luckily, they played Spezia, and it wasn't someone of better quality who could, you know, capitalize defensively. But uh, yeah, and, and yeah. also, I'll
1: add the uh, I, I I couldn't watch any of that match, but and I'm kind of glad I didn't because Roma 0-0 Bologna. I'd probably rather have a colonoscopy than watch that game. But at the end of the day, that was I know that was a big result, like for Juventus, because that allowed Juventus to secure top four with Roma getting that nil nil draw with Bologna. So that was that was a significant result in this one. And yeah, I mean, listen, we, we could talk a little bit more, Richard, about uh, Inter's 2 uh, 1 against Udinese today. Um, I didn't know what to expect heading into that match because when you have a dramatic negative finish, the way that Inter had midweek in that makeup yeah. match against Bologna, you never know what sort of mental state your team is going to be in. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I was happy that Radu didn't have to start again. And listen, I, I'm sure this guy is going through a hell of a time personally, and I feel terrible for that. Um, you know, there, there was even some speculation as early as this morning that maybe Handanovic couldn't go. And like I said it this morning, Richard, that and Handanovic did play. Thankfully, and he played pretty well. But I said it this morning: if Handanovic couldn't go, I would honestly go have gone down to the third <laughs> keeper in Cordas because how yeah, how can I course. how can I start Radu? Not knowing, you know, this guy may completely be mentally finished in an Inter shirt. Like, how can I start him after that error? So, thankfully, Hondanovich was healthy enough to suit up and give it a go today. And um, first thing positively that stands out to me, and it stood out to me all season long, Ivan Perisic, he is having the best season of his career. Yeah. Like, he has been yes. so good this year. Inter went out in January and signed one of the best link left wing backs in the world. And he can't get on the pitch save for like an 87th minute substitution because Yvonne Perisic has been so good. Robin Gosens yeah. has not had opportunities yeah. to play Perisic scored uh, the opening goal in this match. He's just looked so dangerous and so confident on the left side all season long. Uh, he's been absolutely great. Uh, you know, inter get uh, the penalty. I, I know like I, I see people complaining about the penalty awarded on social media. Like, okay. That's a 2022 penalty, Richard. Like, that's the I'm thing. Sure. Like, Okay, in 1995, that's probably not a penalty because yeah. they don't have the the slow motion replays to look at in the VAR. But clearly, Jekko yeah. yeah. got tripped up. So, 2022, that's a penalty. Of course, Lautaro Martinez, I don't want to see this guy step up to the spot ever again. <laughs> now, he did end up scoring on the rebound. He lucked out. Oh my that uh, that oh, that goodness. you know that there was a a deflection after it hit the post, so he wasn't offside to play it in with his head. Lautaro Martinez, I saw this stat earlier today, Richard. All right. Lautaro only fifty seven percent from the penalty spot, like. I, and I, <laughs> I, 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 I hoped, yeah, I would have hoped that if Chalanolu had been on the pitch today, your guy, that he probably would have taken that PK. But I don't know because Inzagi has chosen Lautaro over Hakan even when they both have been on the pitch together, but. Uh, yeah, long-term, Lautaro is not the answer. Luckily, he got a fortuitous rebound. He was able to score on that. And then, you know, uh, silly me, I was thinking early in the second half because Inter kept playing pretty well early in the second half. They they botched a couple of scoring chances. Like, Dzeko had a, a great chance that he completely botched Udinese were able to get one goal but before they got their goal I'm thinking okay this may be like a routine two nil three nil I can kick my feet up and just relax then of course I think it was in the 72nd minute Udinese gets their goal and then it's just hard palpitations for the final 20 plus minutes of the match which the inter experience—that's how it goes, Richard. I wouldn't have it any other way. Like the the pots to enter, the heart palpitations, nearly conceding the equalizer—that's just how it goes with this club. But as we know, it, it's especially this time of year. It's all about getting the three points. Doesn't matter if it's ugly. Doesn't matter if it's tense. This is a results-oriented business. There's now, I think, three match days to play after this. Three points, just get them.
0: No, no, no. I I agree 100%. And I'm laughing because you talk about Pazza Inter and talk about Pazza on the show. We got another guest joining us. Jerry from the streets. What's Jerry! going on, on my man? My <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> oh, man. No. Yeah, I, I left my house right now. I didn't want to go on my computer. I had to get out of the house. I've been yeah. on the TV for like the last nine hours watching every shit soccer game today. Like literally.
1: Dude, I get to Jerry. So the, probably the most fun that I had all weekend was watching Lazio win a seven-goal thriller. Like You you guys can't defend anything, but 4-3 game for, for a neutral like myself, that was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, sorry if you guys can't see me because it's pretty dark here. It's like 8.30. It's um, an improvement
1: I'm not... on that face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so people are down crazy while I'm talking on the phone here, but I don't care <laughs> as I walk normal, by. It's but...
0: normal in D.C., so you're good. <laughs>
2: But, um, yeah, I thought the Lazio game was fun. But I thought that Fiorentina were very fortunate to, like, not be a, a man down, personally. I, I watched the Milan game today. Yeah? Yeah. I, I thought it was one-sided. I went out to go get a wedding suit during the intergame and absolutely didn't watch it. And when I got to my parents' house, didn't have it on TV. And they were replaying the game of Juventus versus Venezia on TLN. Right. I don't know. I don't know how a public television, like a big TV channel, Italian, does not have Inter playing at 12 o'clock and they decide to replay Venezia versus Juventus and they're not playing.
1: And, and Who also programs the- that channel? Is it Luciano Moji, who's like the <laughs> head of that channel there? I got to talk to
2: Stephen Moore because he works for this channel now. Oh, he does? So, yeah, he does. I got to talk to him because because I think they I'm have me like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they put the, the Roma game at 2.45 on oh my God. with Bologna. What a snooze
1: was... fest that game was. That was a I, I didn't even watch game. it, but I, when I looked back and I saw the results, 0-0 Bologna-Roma, thank God night, I didn't like watch that. Right? that. I, I,
2: I, I'm i going to defend Richard probably on this, and I, I think he's probably talked about it. I don't think there's any conspiracies that teams are trying to help Milan win a Scudetto. No. Um, Terra Channel... Big mistake today yeah. happens. It was awful. A Kirby. I'm. I'm. Think it was an honest mistake. I'm more mad at the fact that he laughed after it. Okay. I. I get that people oh, react that way.
1: Oh, the one against. Yeah. E1. Yeah.
2: I'm. Yeah. I'm mad at the the reaction. And and I guess karma. Did you see
0: his reaction after his goal today, where he ran away from the, his own fans and went to the team to celebrate? I saw that. Is that what he did? Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> he stopped. He stopped in front of fans and ran the other way and went to cheer with the team instead. And then he makes a comment about it. Do 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 you blame him though? No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. don't. The I, thing as the much was as... said about him after that goal against Milan. I don't blame him. I, I I'm
2: I'm one I'm I'm guilty. I called him out, but I'll be honest. I I've had a, a a long leash for him this season, where I went out of my way and wrote two pieces about him about how successful he was, he's was, he been in his career. But I understand that the laugh maybe not—it means nothing. But when you've got to look like this, when you have done one thing after another thing, right, and the list compiles, and then all of a sudden you smirk after a goal like that, what do you think the fans are going to say, though? Yeah. The fans are going to react that way, because even if it means nothing, okay? You you've gotten to the point now where there's no return, and what you do next, even if it means nothing, it's gonna be bad. So for me, he he was in a position that should just never have happened. That's it. I I, I just don't like the emotion. Like I don't know, man. Can but... I
0: de- can I defend Cherby for a minute after that goal that he gave up? Um. So I thought when that game when it happened that he was laughing because he was like. Unfucking believable! This shit—they're gonna gonna, gonna score against me. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And then everyone gets on him, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe I misread it or something." But I don't know now. I'm, you know, I don't know. I heard his comments. I'm like, I mean, it's hard to tell. We don't know. We're not in their eyes. But it's, you know, that you're right. That look doesn't look popular when you smile after giving up a goal like that.
2: No, it, it doesn't. But at the end of the day, times come. Three more games. And then uh did you guys see the reports tonight that were fake about Savage?
1: Oh, I didn't see that. No, was I, it the I, PSG I, United thing?
2: Yeah, I had to delete the tweet fast. Man, I had people um, telling me it's fake news, so I took it down. But you like, know it's
1: funny. I saw your tweet, I didn't realize it was fake, so I thought I saw it. I'm like, I trust Jerry, so he must be going, he must be <laughs> you going. Don't you don't want to call you Tancredi, credit, so make sure you deleted
0: that. <laughs> oh, no, man. I deleted yeah. it, it
1: was fake, but like yeah. apparently, like his agent
2: said that savage wants to go to united and that psg well, right and-
1: there you know it's fake because i don't think anybody really wants to go to united Well, <laughs> oh, well no hold on I, I i i agree with you
2: but if united if united tomorrow morning says i'll give you eight million euro per year how you turn that down he's yeah. getting double right he, he'll make yeah. more at united than he will at, at juventus that's for sure yeah. I think they'll offer higher wages,
0: I think the Ten Hagen project is better than the Ranyak project, so you know that's a little better, but still you're right. I mean you, know, you guy's really saying.
1: dodged a bullet with that Ronyik thing Like, <laughs> you know <laughs> Milan really dodged a bullet <laughs> yes there.
0: I do, and I was a supporter, and I still am of Ronyik, so I've always been of the impression that Ranyak is a great team builder, terrible coach. I know his, uh, his coaching experience. United took him as a manager. Why? Because he had no no great history as a manager. It's been decent numbers at best. Uh, he's always been a behind the scenes kind of guy, and that's his his job was going to be you know interim and then become a consultant. That's where he would have thrived as a consultant role. And that's even not what he wants. He wants to be a general manager or sporting director or whatever. So that whole signing by United was out of the out of I can't. I don't understand it whatsoever, but I do agree. Milan dodged a bullet because I don't think they'd have the same success as they are now with uh, with uh, Maldini and Masara, uh, with what Elliott's doing and Gazidis. I think this would have been a team, you know, struggling to make you know Europa League, maybe you know, maybe Champions League, if uh, Ranić was here. Uh, and so yeah, Milan. Dodged a huge bullet with uh, not signing this guy. So. Well, it's just
1: because, and listen, I, I didn't, I didn't know this for a fact at the time when they were talking with Ranick, but it just, it, it turns out, Milan didn't need a revolution. Milan needed the opposite. Milan needed continuity, yes. right, which is important, yes. and. Continuity is not the end all be all because if you know you've got the wrong sporting director and the wrong manager by all means sometimes it's okay to fire people and rehire people but yeah. Milan was on an upward to trajectory so there was no reason to reinvent the wheel
0: exactly and i think you the team is playing for Pioli they love Pioli they would never do that for Brognick Brognick's never had a team that's been in love with him by any he's the opposite honestly team, the players tend to hate him because he's so strict with his rules and stuff like that. I mean, you heard her, her Ronaldo complaining already, and Bruno Fernandez, some other guys, so I, I'm glad we dodged the bullet. We dodged the bullet, but, you know, Inter, I, I think one of the best, you know, talk about the other side of the city, Inter and Inzaghi, what he's done has been a phenomenal job, because, you know, he's always been that guy's been the bridesmaid, never the bride, and he's done a phenomenal job with the consistency Inter's been doing this year. Um, helps with guys like Parasic, and some of these other guys have stepped up, but the job Inzaghi's been doing this year has been phenomenal uh, across all the competitions. And, you know, hey, you guys still have a chance at a double this late into the season. So, um,
1: Well, well, technically, they do still have a chance at a uh, tripletino. Because like, they, they already had the Super Copa, and they could still correct. potentially – they, they'll yeah. probably bottle both. But they could still win Copa and – could technically still win a Scudetto, so yep. they, they could get as many sure as three trophies. But I, I, I'm glad, like what you brought up, Richard, I, I completely agree about, I think Inzaghi's done a very good job this season. I actually, I know a handful of Interisti who think he hasn't done a good job. I just I, just think, they're, I just think they're delusional. First of all, Conte, big shoes to fill. Is, is Inzaghi as good of a manager as Conte? No, I didn't think that coming in. I don't think it now, but that opinion is not going to change anytime soon. But when you think about Inzaghi coming in to this sort of a financial situation, having just sold Lukaku, who was far and away their best striker last season. And I miss Lukaku. I miss him from the penalty spot. I miss him bullying opposing defenders. I, you know, because because Dzeko at 35, Jeko could probably never do what Lukaku did the last Romagnoli
0: season. Romagnoli lost his job because of uh, because of um Lukaku. yeah.
1: Yeah, so losing Lukaku, losing Hakimi, uh, you know, losing Ericsson, which was nobody's fault. That was an act of God, yep. and Serie A just, you know, would not allow him to continue playing in this league. But you know, you lose all that, and then you expect Inzaghi to try and fill Conte's shoes you knew that there was going to be a little bit of a regression to the mean. But overall, I, I think Inzagi's done a very good job. Obviously, if he if he really, you know, shits the bed the final three games, I guess I, I have a right to change my opinion, maybe. But I think to this point, he's done an excellent job.
0: <laughs> you know, I, you mentioned about Inzaghi doing so well with the limited funds. I think Pioli succeeded because of that as well. Ranić would have never done that. Uh Jerry, you know, someone who's who was very familiar with Inzaghi, you know, and as the neutral I, I quote quote neutral on this one, what are your thoughts on what Inzagi's done at inter this year, you know, considering what you've seen of him uh, as a lot La- from Lazio previously perform miracles that's what he does he's like a surgeon,
2: yeah, like that's what he is he's a surgeon like he he turns shit into gold that that's what he's doing with inter. I, people can say that Inter has his depth. Um, I never thought that Inter had the depth that everyone thought they did, personally. Um, I said that earlier in the year. I thought Lazio was going to compete for a top four spot because at a time I thought Inter was didn't have a lot of quality off the bench. I still don't think they, they do. I know I'm sounding crazy, but like, Vidal is old. Um, yeah. Dumfries has been up and down this season. You got
1: uh, who? You got Jeco, who's now gone absent. Hell, Galliardini started today, and Maybe. when I saw when I saw him in the starting eleven, I, I was congratulating Milan already. <laughs> I'm like, congratulations on this, Guretto. I was congrat I don't know any Udinese fans because who does? But I, I was congratulating. I know one, Sonia oh, you do? Sonia oh. Missio,
2: yeah, okay. But seriously, you take all Barella, you take all Hakan, and you take out what's it called, Brozovic. What's their midfield really? Well, we'll there, there's yeah. no there's no, – they're like Lazio, basically, where they don't really yeah. have a, a plan B for their midfield.
1: Yeah, Vidal, Gallardini, mm. and Matias Ficino, who is he, – yeah. he's laughably finished. He actually got on today as a substitute, mm. and, you know, I'm, I was surprised they didn't concede five goals when he came. I mean, Matias Ficino has been completely finished for yeah. close to three years. He's been completely Darby finished. has been punching above weight, too. He's been, he's been very good.
0: Best, career, best year of the career, so –
2: so yep. Then, yep. I think the back line is what really kept Inter alive this year. The player screen yard. Best back line, probably. Um, yeah, Bastani has been really good. Um, I still rate him a- ahead of Dalit. I- that's just me personally. I think that Bastani is going to have a much better long term career. Um, everyone's going to say, well, well, guess what Dalit has achieved in the last three years? Well, guess what? He didn't uh, achieve that by himself, he did it with a team. And I believe it was an Ajax. So for me, it's like, that's great. Um, and then you have, who else? I, I think that D'Ambrosio has probably been the most improved player of the season under Inzaghi, if I had to choose something off the bat right now. Because every time he's come in, he's been quality. Yeah. He's been a reliable player. Um, he hasn't been a liability He's he's coming when when needed, and uh, I think that given the fact that I don't think he was much. Did he play a lot last year, Alex? Because I don't remember him playing that uh, much.
1: Plus, he 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 got a, a decent amount of playing. He he always he always gets quite a bit of playing time just because he can play center back and wing back. So he's he's like the Swiss Army knife. So he yeah. he did get he did get some playing time last year as well. I think he's well.
2: I don't watch a lot of Inter either. Like. Maybe recently in the last couple of years, I have, but for me, I think that he's looked much better this year than Ambrosio, And I think a lot of people forgot about him. Um, and then you got the strike partnership. I think that Lotito's a genius. Everyone's going to say that Tare made the deal for Joaquin Correa to sell him. It wasn't Tare, it was Lotito who got that deal done. Yeah. I think people have to remember that he's the guy who got into the room, made the negotiations. And made it work. It made it happen. Interesting. Like so. So he got involved, and he was the third person where he was the communicator to Todd. It of what he wanted done. So, best thirty-one million dollars that's <laughs> last he was ever made. But yeah, for, a, for, a,
1: for anyone anyone watching this who didn't see the intermatch today, Korea today had one of the lowest football IQ plays I've oh seen goodness. all season. Yeah. Like you would expect to see this from like. City a chi when he he passes it to a clearly offsides Arturo Vidal who you know he puts it in the back of the net but like a- anybody watching is like wait that that's not going to count why, He's gonna why watch he watching Salamaker highlights probably yeah it's like why did he pass it to a guy who's like <laughs> ten yards offsides I don't. It's like, oh, what are we doing here? But honestly, like, someone passed it
0: to me. Let, yeah, let me go and, for it. And,
1: and with, with Correa, like I, I don't I don't disagree with Jerry that they inter never should have bought him for thirty one million. Like it was uh it, it was it was a waste of money. It wasn't worth it. Uh, at the same time, like I honestly um I I wish that Correa had been able to play a little bit more this year. Uh, I know it's weird for me to say it wasn't worth the money, but I wish he played more because he did have a handful of injuries. But at the same time, like I actually think Correa is, he's the best second striker that Inter have. That he can actually open things up more. When you pair Correa with either Lautaro or you pair him with Dzeko, either of those combinations is better than Dzeko and Lautaro together. Dzeko and Lautaro together, it's oil and water. They just do not mix. So, Even better than uh, Alexis Sanchez? Uh, he's, he's a little bit of a mixed bag this year as well, because there are certain, uh, he, he actually, there, there were a few, it, it's good you bring him up. Cause I, I don't want to neglect him. Cause there were, there were a few months when he was really in form. But right. lately, I think I've forgotten about him a little bit, Alexis, because lately he's not been in form and he's had some really cheap giveaways. But yeah, when, when Alexis, obviously, Alexis is capable of every now and then being a world class type of player. So yeah. yeah, you can throw him in that mix as well. But I honestly think Korea with Djoko or Korea with Lautaro is better than the two of them together.
0: I agree. I agree. And I think you guys shouldn't give up on Correa just yet. I think he is a phenomenal player. He needs time to adapt to the system. You, you would think he knows Inzaghi's system already. He should, right? And it's, I a tell- <laughs> it's a bum. He's a fucking bum. Never mind. He's a bum. So, fucking- Jerry, you can tell us. I well, you, I don't know if you watched enough Inter this year, but Inzaghi's been doing different things with Inter this year than, than Conte did with Inter. It's a different kind of – they had to – had a few months to get used to the different kind of pressing. We saw the center backs pushing up really high and, an inter system was, was Inzaghi's team doing that was Lazio previously. Did you see the, I don't remember seeing the center backs pushing up as high as, as Inter are this year. Inzaghi had the best midfielder. He had the best striker
2: and he had the best center back for one season. You know, like Latito delivered him shit on a fucking stick. Okay. <laughs> shit on a fucking stick. That's what I will have to say, okay? Pisses me off every day. I have to think about this. Yeah. I say it every day. We we had Cherbi at his best. Yeah. We had Savage
1: at his best, and we. Had I mean, a- back in the day, you had Devry as well, like uh, up until 2018.
2: Yeah. Like, but as for Inzaghi, he likes to play a high press. Yeah. He he plays his defense very high, and I think that's what Inter's kind of struggled this year. Where I don't think they have that kind of center backs to play high. I'm not sure if he, if if Conte plays up high line as well.
1: But ba- ba- Bastoni is is the guy who's done it. Like like, ba- Bastoni yeah. is the one that Inzaghi has given license a lot to really come forward and attack. And I think I think Derby he's, he's thrived. He's thrived in that role.
2: Yeah, he'd be your Chirvy then, because that's exactly all he's
1: left. He's left footed as well, so very similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: but you know what, Inzaghi needs time. Rome wasn't built in a day. nor was Lazio in five years. Because Lazio would have won a Scudetto if it wasn't for COVID. So, at the end of the day, I I believe that they should stick with him for another year, at least two more. Because it's a long-term project with Inzaghi. Yeah. And it hasn't always looked good. I think the biggest problem with Inzaghi, and it's a lot with a lot of managers, he doesn't have a plan B. And and, and when a lot of in,
1: Italian managers don't have Plan Bs.
2: They don't. But in his game management is very poor at times, where he makes five substitutions that make no absolute <laughs> sense. And you're like, why did you bring on that player when you should bring on another player? So he he's very mind boggling a lot of the time, and and it can be frustrating, but. For the most part, I think he's done well with with Inter. Like, he took them to the round of 16 um, of the Champions League.
0: Yeah.
2: What was that? I forgot the stat was the last time that was even done for
1: Inter. Uh, Um, Over, uh, I think, uh, think 2011, I want to
2: say. It's
1: been a while. 11 years.
2: (laughs) Think about this. He did that with Inter. And then last year, he took Lazio to the round of 16 after, like,
0: two decades or something like that. That was a that was a miracle right there. That was beautiful. Beautifully yeah. done by him.
2: Yeah. So, for me, he he needs a savage like slash, slash Alberto in that midfield to help him a lot more though. Yeah. Like I, I like Hakon. I think he's done a good job. But Hakon's not Luis Alberto, where he's kind of like, no. and, and and that's where Alberto struggled this year because that's that's the system where he he strives really well, where he has time to hold the ball, he's not pressured to make a quick pass. And he has that vision in order to to advance it forward. I think that's something that Inter has really lacked, and, and maybe something they need to like really consider in the summer.
0: You mentioned that uh, Inzaghi shouldn't be on a on a short leash, and he should be given another couple of years, which I, I wholeheartedly agree with. You know, you can't. You took so many. Good pieces away from Inter, cut their budget, and then you expect them, you know, to have the same kind of results. Like that's not going to happen. And he's done a phenomenal job. Another guy, I'll give you another guy, just to get off of this Inter, Lazio, and Milan kick. Pioli next year, whether he wins the Scudetto or not, I think could be on a long leash, a short leash, I should say, because really, you know, as and the reason I'm saying that is if my mouse mm. would work here, Anthony's kind of alluding to it. The score takeover. Now he says it's official. I think in, in the next couple of days it'll be eminent. Uh and and I the reason I say his job is on the line is because lots of money's gonna come into the team and so the jealous. expectation's gonna be up high. <laughs> I know <don't, laughs> I, I don't even know what this is like. I'm uh, I this is like PSG fans, right? Um, so the expectation is gonna be high. So if he doesn't produce with the money that he has, he's gonna be gone, they're gonna try to bring in some world class to replace him. Um so even if he wins the school that this year, they'll probably give him a little bit longer leash and I mean like to midseason, but if he he's like not performing the way he needs to in the league and in Champions League, they're gonna find out someone else who probably who has a, the pedigree to do it. Um, as a rival supporter, what, what are your thoughts with this possible takeover you hear from Milan and possibly leaving Inter in the stadium hunt because there's rumors that this Bahrain group want to buy their own stadium for Milan and not share any more with Inter.
1: Yeah, which uh, obviously totally makes sense because every every big club. Ideally, you want to have your own stadium. Like the idea of sharing a stadium with, you know, a crosstown rival, it's a. Little, it just doesn't happen a lot in Europe these days, and I'm sure it used to be a lot more common decades ago. So I, I totally, Yo, get it. look, like I, I totally you see get that a
0: fox. We got a fox.
1: A fox. I, wow. This
2: fucker. Hold on. Th- let me tell you a story. This. Oh yeah, they're gonna fucking run him over. Th- oh, let me tell you. Oh, that's a big sh- road there. Shit, he made it. Oh. Did he make it? <laughs> yeah, that fucker fucking woke me up last night when I was sleeping, okay?
1: So you're hoping that, he got run over there.
2: That, oh. He lives on my street, that guy, man. <laughs> I, I had Is that to your neighbor? That. No, that guy, okay, this my neighbor has two foxes in their backyard. That fucker every fucking night, okay, starts howling. So last night at 3.30, he's howling fucking, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He woke me up. I couldn't go back to bed. He's literally staring at me right now while I walk. But, like, I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, well, I got two foxes that stare at me every day. And I had a coyote the other day look at me. (laughs) I was like, what's going on here in this neighborhood? Like, my parents' dream, we don't have this shit. This is a very
0: exclusive Jerry's Time live on the
1: streets. (laughs) Canada's wild, eh? Like, you guys just have these, like, predatory animals just running around, huh? Well, sure. It's been in my back, in our street for two years, I found out. The the, the, the only, like, the only, the wild animals that we have down here in uh, South Florida, uh, a lot of possums, which I don't, like, outside of the fact that they have rabies, most of them, um, they're not, like, you know, I'm I'm not really scared of a possum, some raccoons every now and then, but, bro, you have, like, freaking coyotes up there? Jerry, just get the hell out of there, Jerry, just (laughs) Move, move to safer place now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I, I'm used to it now. Like, I I, get, I went outside the street one day and just, they were right in front of me. That I don't even bother. But like, I'm like I I've seen that that guy there try getting hit by a car. at least six times already. Somehow he successfully did not, does not get hit. But yeah, <laughs> continue, man. I have to say wow. that. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, yes, yeah, so no. I, I was just talking about the the invest corp thing. Like, listen, the, the stadium thing makes sense. I mean, still at the end of the day, obviously. From an inter perspective, uh it's I think seems still like the best option for inter would be that the two clubs work together. So I, I hope that there's some way to make that happen, uh, because it just seems like uh Sooning's funds would be a little bit tight. You know, if 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 Milan were to break away from Inter and build their own stadium. I don't really feel confident in Inter being able to do the same. So then they're probably stuck with the San Siro. I've heard some some you know updates about oh maybe Inter would like help fund renovations to San Siro, which I, I guess would be all right. But the big problem is the revenue split. Like the yeah. big problem is how you don't get a whole whole lot of that because the stadium is owned by the city. So it'd be tough. And and the whole like the big picture, the Investcorp thing. I mean, it's it, it was it was bound to happen. I I think it, it's always funny how there had been like fugazi rumors for over a year you know yeah. linking pif to inter which was it's just been bs the entire time and then just out of nowhere it's like oh yeah and and there's a uh, what is it a bahrain fund it's what for biz that they're looking to buy milan so yeah. uh listen it ho- hopefully hopefully inter can be there someday because honestly Sooning was fun for a while. Um, It's just, it's hard when, like, you talk about these, um, these like Middle Eastern type of, and I'm no expert on this. So, by the way, so if I say anything really stupid, don't think I'm pretending to be some kind of an expert on how this stuff works. But, you know, it seems like these sovereign funds are, you know, they've got a lot of freedom with the way that they're able to spend their money. The problem with sooning for the last couple of years has been, you know, when you are, um, you know, subject to a communist government and you just cannot spend freely, it's just really limited what they're able to do because the first yeah. three seasons of sooning, fantastic. I mean, they had a clear project. They, you know, they were respecting financial fair play, but injecting as many funds as they possibly could. You know, they, they brought Conte, they revolutionized the roster, you know, in one summer, it was the summer of 2019. They broke the transfer record twice bringing in Barella and bringing in Lukaku but since the pandemic and since the Chinese government restrictions, they have two hands tied behind their back. And, you know, it's it's reached this harsh reality where like Inter have still they've made some moves. Don't get me wrong. And I, I think they're honestly, I, I've been told by some people, maybe they're wrong. But these people aren't usually wrong, that they're a couple of months away from or maybe a couple of weeks away even from announcing DiBala on a quote unquote free to high wages. So I yeah. think that, that I think that's probably going to happen. But. Uh, they still they have to sell like they had to sell big players last year. I think they're going to have to make potentially a Lautaro sale. Uh, hopefully that's it, but something like that to raise funds so they're they're not able to free spend anymore.
0: That's a good transition because I do want to talk about Dybala and Juventus. So say he does sign for Inter, right? And say he takes less money than he does at, at Juventus, or less than what he's demanding at, at Juventus. What does that do to Juventus? I mean, obviously the fan base is gonna be pissed off at Dybala, but how do you look at it? I mean, I it's you can you can compare the Chalonolo thing because it's the same thing happened. However, is here, Dabala's here when you look at skill and all that stuff. So if you're a Juventini or if you're just a Juventus brass, how do you look at it if you know he signs with the rival at less money than what he you know he's asking for at Juventus? Are you is he enemy number one now?
1: I, I would think so. I mean, I far be it from me to ever speak for a Juventino. I don't think they would <laughs> want me speaking for them, but I can't imagine how he wouldn't be public enemy number one, right? because it's 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 bad enough just from the eyes of a fan. it It looks bad when you know one of your more talented players decides he would rather play elsewhere. But then you go to your most hated rival. <laughs> you take less money for hypothetically, you take less money from them than your ass. Like he becomes oh. a villain. And honestly, in that scenario, I'm just wondering why not just leave the country? Like, and, and, yeah. and, and, Jerry knows this as an Interista, I don't really think I want Dybala and, and it's, it's yeah. nothing like, listen, I, I love the whole Argentinian thing that Inter have had with so many great Argentinian players over the years. It's kind of a fun thing. And he's a supremely talented player. This guy's never healthy. Like uh, that's my big reservation. So Not a big game talk- player either. That that that's true. That's true. So you think about that, the fact that the guy is never able to get on the pitch. Uh, you're talking about crazy. Even if it's less than what he was asking from U of A, crazy wages for someone you can't consistently count on to be there when you need him most. That's the sort of that's the sort of investment teams like PSG can afford to make, right? Not, not Inter. Like, I I think you need to use that money more wisely, but I, I almost feel like, and Marotta apparently has, you know, they, obviously they work together at Juve. He's still got a good relationship with Dybala. So I'm sure Dybala wouldn't be interested in Inter if not for Marotta. And I think Marotta wants to stick it to Juve a little bit. I think Marotta wants to say, look, I'm really going to fuck with you by taking one of your favorite pieces away and bringing him to where I am now. But we can't afford vendettas. Like we we can't we can't afford to make moves like that no, yes, just yes. to try and screw over in uh, Juventus. Like I it, it it's a little far fetched to me, but I it seems like it's more than likely going to happen.
0: Uh, Jerry, you know, obviously the other big elephant in the room is Chiesa coming back next season. Is obviously going to help immensely with Juventus. They should focus on kiesa as the building block, but between him and Vlahovic, and who knows if Morata stays. I have a feeling with Dybala leaving that Juve may look at trying to get another striker, a third striker, a third attacker, as opposed to the real issue, which could be the midfield and the defense. What do you think are like the, what do you think the biggest issues for Juventus are that they really should focus on first? A
2: midfielder. They need a freaking box-to-box midfielder who can like, yeah. cover both defensively and offensively, yeah. and they can move the ball. That's yeah. their issue.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's going to be their issue still because they're not going to get Savic but probably end up buying Pogba. And I don't, I don't believe in like players coming around for a second time and being as successful as they were the first time. I think that when Pogba was there, he had a good quality midfield that was like supporting him and kind of made him a better player. And the fact that he wasn't the number one guy when he was at Juve, he was the second, third guy. So it helped him to, to kind of flourish much better. Um, I agree. If I'm Inter, you don't bring back Dybala. You don't bring Dybala. Sorry, you don't, not yeah. that you don't bring him back. You don't sign him. I, um, I think that their training staff is much better and that can really benefit Dybala sure. in his health. But again, we've never seen him play in big games in the Champions League. We've never seen him do the things that Juventus have been waiting for for so many seasons. Scoring against Selenitana is not special. Like it's not an achievement. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not though. It's not an achievement. Not right. not. Like, and and as for Hot Con, I don't think it's similar because it it was a, a relationship where it kind of was at the point where he wanted to leave Milan. DiBala didn't want to leave Milan. Ah, uh, Juve. He wanted to stay. But now, if he turns around, takes less money, I enter. It's stupid. Shouldn't yeah. you Juve in the first place?
1: Or, like, or if you want, if you want to leave, you if you're mad at Juve, leave the country. Go, go, go play somewhere else. La Liga, he would be, thrive. I
0: think.
1: I, I agree. I, I think that'd probably be the best league for him. But it's like you, you have to know that if you, if you, if you stay in Italy and leave Juventus for Inter willingly, uh, you're going to have to deal with. I'm sure. Death threats. You're going to have to deal with yeah. some of the the harshest treatment when you when you step on the pitch against Juve. Like, I I hope he's mentally ready for that because it's not going to be fun for anybody. I like, he's a he's a professional footballer. It's part of the life. Maybe he'll be fine with that. But that that's a tough existence. There's
0: there's there's one more elephant in the room I want to get to before we get to who on couch of Twitter. Obviously, the passing of Mino Riola has a tremendous. Uh, effect for the whole footballing world uh and in particular all of his pre-agents or whatever you want to call it his his, his players because you talk about paul pogba you talk about the lick there's the list goes on and on zlatan it goes on and on who knows what happens with these players here i mean obviously you can say what you want about him you know if, if you had him if you had a player on your team that was that was owned by him or whatever or, or managed by him you hated him but he's probably one of the Best agents, if you're a player, to have because he got you the money that you wanted and got you the moves that you wanted, and it seems like at least by the players that they absolutely loved him. I and mean, he's gonna—it's gonna be a huge effect on world football. He changed—he changed football just because of the agency and and selling and buying players and being involved in all that. But it's gonna be—it's a big loss for football, no matter what you think of him. I'm curious what your thoughts are, Jerry. What's your thoughts on Mino um, you know, Raiola?
2: He's like the Taylor Hernandez of City A, where. You love him, but you hate him, kind of guy.
1: Sure. <laughs> that's good.
2: Yeah. Um, you hate him if he's on your team. Sorry, you hate him if if you play against him, but you love him if he's on your team because he does he does the dirty things to to get you over the hump. And I think that's what Mino Raiola kind of reminds me of, where he did what he had to to get the best for his players, to get the best player. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about agent fees. Don't get me wrong; it's different than North America where they're not looking... They're a, they're a salary. They're not looking to make a hockey player 80 million or whatever it may be, right? right? But in but in football, it's like they need to get the best for their dollar. And and I think that it coincides because, like, I think that he... You can see by, by um, Zlatan the relationship that he built with that, that specific player. And it shows that he went to war against these clubs, because you also have to remember that the the player only makes X amount, where well, the club makes much, much more in the long scheme of things. So the, the agent is doing best for his players. And I yeah. think that's that's what he did. He built a relationship where I, I don't think it was very common where players left Mino Raiola for another agent or to represent themselves. That was a very rare thing you would probably hear.
1: Yeah. And Haku did it actually. was one of the was one of the rare ones. Yeah,
2: yeah. but he's a baby anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> he doesn't count, man. That guy's so fragile, you have to come off Twitter, man. Okay? Like, the minute you tell him when he really sucks and he cries, but hey, that's a different story. But at the end of the day, I think that Ryola really, <laughs> I think he changed the game it, it, for, for many ways. And I, and I tweeted this yesterday, and people were like, no, he didn't. Absolutely, he did though. Maybe not football itself, but the scheme of how agents approach how they do business with owners has really changed a lot because of him and how aggressive he is. And not, well, it doesn't back down. Like, I think the scale is really changing. You know what, man? He landed a lot of big players for a lot of small and big clubs, like Juventus. He brought uh, Ronaldo and who knows how much that brought to no, no, Wasn't that
1: Jorge Mendez Was uh, oh, was that Mendez Yeah, it was Mendez,
2: Yeah. Oh, never mind. My bad. Shows how much I know, but uh, him, <laughs> it was, it was him, though. Yeah, no, yeah. Sure. But you uh, get. I same. mean, did did to Juve? He brought that, Lick, that was yeah, a big De Lick, move. De Lick. Yeah. Oh, that the uh, yeah. Okay, that yeah. was the video yeah. of Juventus then. Yep. Oh, he doesn't count then. Never mind. But yeah, it's sad at the end of the day.
0: Alex, yeah. what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that? I think I think the fact that uh, that <laughs> Raiola to have an an agent so hated by most fans. I don't know if too many football fans are like, God, I, I love I love seeing yeah. my club negotiate with Mina Raiola. The fact that he was hated by so many fans, but for the most part, beloved by his clients. I think that goes to show you what a good agent he was. Now. Really, obviously, very flamboyant, very aggressive with the way he negotiated. Um, but at the end of the day, like for players who wanted to be in the best possible financial situations, you cannot argue he is a great agent. And you notice that the the, the trend of certain players, like someone mentioning Sinye in the chat, I'd forgotten about that one. Great example because I do yeah. remember that. I mentioned Lukaku having left Raiola like the only cases of anyone leaving Raiola was when at that time in their life they they valued a certain club over yes. their agent because yes. for Raiola as you know y- you guys the Milanisti know it uh you know from the uh, the Donnarumma experience that it's it's going to be all about the money with that guy yeah. and but yeah. listen that that's what most players are looking for they're looking for the best possible deals yeah. and also I'm sure a lot of clubs didn't like Mino Raiola very much as an agent but he was a necessary evil because you knew like Juventus was able to do it if you could build a good working relationship with Mino Raiola he was going to scratch your back like if yeah. if if yeah. if you made one of his clients a good deal he was going to funnel other clients to you and he would help you so yeah. it was yeah. yes. it was you know maybe it was like making a deal with the devil but it was very effective for a lot of these clubs and Listen. Just knowing, hearing the way that you know his his clients have reacted to his passing, and it was uh, you know I I had only known for I guess the last I don't know week or so that he was ill. I didn't realize how how in rough shape that he was in until you know the initial. Premature reports came out about his death that were confirmed a couple days later, but it's it's awful because I, I think Jerry said it best. This guy was like a, he was a pioneer. He changed the game, and he did solid work for his clients. So respect, and obviously he changed football. He will be missed.
2: Absolutely. I'll, I'll say one thing though. A lot of people blame the agent for their decisions. I think that that stems down to the player. Like Donnarumma. we yeah. can we can blame yeah. Absolutely. We can blame Mino all you want, but at the end of the day, if if the player is willing to accept whatever they want, that's on the player at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> he's paying him to do a job and if he's happy with what he's done, hey, that's 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 it's out of Mino's exactly. uh, jurisdiction, exactly. but uh, you know what, I'm happy he's fleeced teams like PSG, oil teams where he he's been able to take every cent possible and yeah. Yeah, I don't blame him, man. If, if a club's making billions of dollars, you don't think he's gonna try to make every cent on the dollar? Of, sure. like, of course, of course. Like, but again, it's it's a football is a ruthless sport. I found out now. <laughs> uh, the last three, four years, yeah, started started watching it again, and it's so there's so many negatives to it that we I can keep on going, which has really made me watch less lately. From from agents being greedy to owners being greedy to like I think football, or some of this, needs a salary cap. It needs a salary cap bad. Yeah. And it's what and it's what restored the NHL.
0: Yeah. In North America. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. All right. Um, do you guys have a goal of the week or a play of the week from this past weekend?
1: Ooh, who what was the uh the, the goal? Uh re- remind me who scored it the Venezia goal against Aramu, the Aramu. Uh, Aramu. That was a freaking screamer! Yes, <laughs> I watched that a goal. Beautiful today. Team goal too. My God! Yeah, that's right. The buildup was incredible. That that was my uh, and listen, Juve ended up winning the game, so don't be sour at me, Juventini. You got the three <laughs> points you needed or three points you wanted, Champions League, all that. But that was an excellent team goal.
0: Yes, absolutely, Jerry. You got a goal of the week or a play of the week? I'll so I'll, go don't. T- I'll do two, but
2: it's okay. one one's banter and the other one's legit. All right. All right. I'll go. I'll go with my legit one because was able to watch the game with Lazio, Savage. Um, Once again, Savage and Alberto showing how dynamic they can be. And and the goal kind of reminded me of when we scored against Juventus prior to the pandemic in December of 2019, when he sent a long ball into the box to Savage, controlled it, brought it down, and beat uh, Sachesny. And it was kind of similar to what he did yesterday. Long ball into the box, brings it down, Controls it, goes with his left foot, scores.
0: No, that was a good one. That was a really good one too. Uh, My banter. Says, go ahead, and banter. What's
2: My, your banter? Uh, a chirpy score. when it shouldn't have, when it shouldn't have counted.
1: <laughs> oh, see, I thought I thought your banter goal was going to be Radu's mishap. I, I was ready to leave. I was ready to storm off the set here. <laughs>
2: which one? Which one you're considering
1: for for the banter goal? Uh, Radu, the the goal the goal against Bologna. I, I thought no. that was going to be your banter. I was gonna I, storm I, off
2: the set. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to hate on the guy, man, because like my my wife actually I showed her my my wife watches a lot of soccer and like f- slash football, whatever you want to call it, but she's she felt bad for him. She's like, "How can you hate on a guy who's hardly started this year? Pressure's
1: on him." Yeah, this this is calcio. We're not in the feelings business here. Like listen, <laughs> like okay, like like I I I hope She's a female. Are, what do you want? Okay. Listen, like I obviously I hope that he doesn't like people aren't shouting obscenities at him on the streets or worse. Like let the man live his life. He made a mistake. But at the same time, you're talking about, you know, this is, this is a Serie A keeper. He was a Serie A keeper before he got back to Inter. Like, yeah, that's inexcusable. I'm sorry. Like I, like I I don't, I don't wish the man or his family any ill will, but that there's no excuse for that.
0: I'm going to say that um, my play of the week is in the Derby de la Nantana. A stoppage time, penalty kick saved by Aldero. Oh, it would have been a one-one game had they scored, but they didn't. So yeah. All right. So to Jerry, your battery's dying here. So we're gonna go right to who won couch or Twitter. Since Jerry's here, gonna go really quick through this here. I'm on ten percent. Right. So All right. I probably, I have another 10-15 minutes probably. All right, well we'll be done before that. All right. First coming in from the football kit podcast. No matter how big they make it, Napoli keep losing their bottle. <laughs> oh, <God.
1: laughs> <laughs>
0: oh that's leader of the clubhouse right there <laughs> that is excellent all right let's see what we got here uh let's see scrolling through okay uncle sharma oh, nominating this one <laughs> all right so this comes from uh simo giordano uh, Giovanna carnaval the wolf of all explaining the core business of his firm uh if you haven't watched it
1: <laughs> watch this movie. video
0: says this is gonna win, the win this week for me. I mean, you gotta go ahead and read it, but it's hilarious. Hilarious. And I actually said, I think someone uh, Here we go. Here's the official tweet. It says, the way Sassuolo does this is very simple. They follow young academy players and if they're promising, they buy them for peanuts. They throw them in the senior squad with no pressure. A few goals, a call to the national team, and they resolve $50 million. That's, <laughs> the goal of the method. That's pretty <laughs> true.
1: It's 100% accurate.
0: 100%. All right. Moving on. This comes from uh, uh, Mukotar 1098 It goes, uh, so the original tweet was Semper Milan saying, Saki accuses Inter of playing 1960s football or branding AC Milan modern international. Attack says, would love to know what makes Milan so modern. Irish (laughs) Inter fan says, complaining. Teams used to lose with indignity.
1: (laughs) But also, and and I saw the Saki comments like – I I don't think he's watched Inter since Inzaghi took over because it's actually when they're on, they play champagne football. And that's that's not even a full compliment for me because, Richard, you probably know this. I know Jerry knows this. I actually preferred the Conte approach, right? Even if you only had 30% possession, but you had those breathtaking counterattacks. Like, I, I actually, I love watching Conte ball. So, but Inzaghi ball is more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. That's yeah. not 1960s football. I'm sorry, no. like, Saki has not watched Inter since last year. <laughs> here's, a, here, here's a question. If tomorrow
2: morning you had the choice, the option of bringing back Conte or sticking with Simone Inzaghi. Conte, what we-
1: Are you kidding me? Kind of a question. Oh, he wins. He's a winner. Conte, of course, he's a winner. I think, Dude, Conte. and honestly, and 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 I'm oh. this. This is not this is not banter because again, I don't think Inter are going to win the Scudetto this year. But I think if Conte were still in charge, oh, they, uh, they They'd be up ten points at least right now. Honestly, because they would not have had because with Inzaghi, and I think Inzaghi is doing a fine job. But they had almost a two month blackout from February to April. That would not have happened under Conte.
2: I, I also hate. I also hate the argument that he's a manager who can't like multitask and do Champions League and fucking and Inter say in, in the Scudetto. Like no yeah. team can do it because they don't yeah. have the money to, to compete on two fronts these teams. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what Conte can and cannot do. The the, the resources of any Italian team is not there. Yeah. So
0: and you mentioned Conte being a winner. Another winner here, Saturn Yon coming in with the next nominee. So Nima originally tweets this out a video about the goal that Dumfries scored on the breakaway. Saturn Yon chimes in and says, You know, he's mocking Nima. This illustrates Simone Zagi's football, perfect. Da, 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 da. And then he goes, Fioli, bravo, Ante, bravo, Rafa. That's a little <laughs> gameplay. Game
1: <laughs> I like it.
0: Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> This one comes from Milan Ologi. Says Inter, God. we have a game in hand. The hand, cut off.
1: I got to admit, for his down, like I, I was, I was so down after the Bologna game. When I saw that tweet, because I saw that tweet, I laughed. That's how good that tweet was. Like that, that was like that was that that was the worst moment of Inter season. And yet, I see that tweet and I laugh. That's how good that was. <laughs>
0: all right moving on here uh the original tweet oh this is sansone uh talking about you know the result after bologna beat inter uh and uh so he basically said well I had, and i had to put here hold on somewhere hold on i got it here i wrote it down because i knew it was going to come up and now oh. we Go ahead. He you talking about Sansone talking about how he
2: should join Milan? And yeah, it says uh,
0: so the journalist said, You were Milanese as a kid. Did you think that the favor you handed them today? And Sansone said, I hope someone or Maldini calls me up at least a thank you or a loan so I can pay the Champions League next so I can play in the Champions League next season. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done by Sansone. All right. This next one comes from uh Art Morelli, so interloss, two to one, Fischio finale. And he says, I read that as Schifo finale. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All That's right, good. next one comes from uh, Rossano. In 2018, oh, you can, it's, you can, I'll translate you guys for So in 2018, we lost the Scudetto in a hotel. In 2022, we lost the championship and the hotel. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh,
0: all right, any others? Oh, Nima. Uh, it's all the Inter players on the back of the truck and Radu with his hand on the handle.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you, like, I, I I love Nima. He's a personal friend. I'm convinced he hates Inter and his whole <laughs> life is an a- Like, I'm telling you, I am convinced. I am yep. convinced he's a Milanista who for, like, 20 <laughs> yep. years he has been masquerading as an Inter fan. He's a personal friend of mine. So, Nima, if you're watching this, I say this with love. I am convinced he hates Inter. <laughs> Secret Milan fan.
0: Uh, he's probably laughing here somewhere. <laughs> all um, right. This one comes in from George uh, And it's... I'll uh, oh, start from the beginning. It's all the uh, Champions League teams that listen to music. And the Roma comes in with their uh, Conference League music and starts dancing in front of all the Champions League contenders. Uh, uh, <laughs> A little offense reference. Here. Oh, man.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh Roma, beautiful Roma!
0: <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, so a lot of false rumors about Rayola's passing before he actually died. Uh, and so someone tweeted in uh, Stat- Statuoso or whatever his name is. Uh, Rayola asked for a twenty-person commission to enter heaven and got sent back. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> I saw that oh one. That one's good. Oh my gosh! Oh. All right. Antonio Caggiano says, uh, This is from a, a tweet from Elon Musk says, I'm going to buy Napoli and bring back Maradona.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, when, 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 Elon, when Elon gets on Twitter, He's like a twelve year old. So yes. he's Buying Twitter, but onto he's like a, like when he he wrote that tweet about how oh and now I'm gonna buy Coca Cola and put the, the cocaine co- back yeah. in. I'm like, Come on, like did you <laughs> think it was like that was funny? Like it's just it's just not. Fun. Like I'm not offended by the joke. Bro. Like I I live <laughs> in Miami. Obviously, cocaine is not offensive to me, but it's, it's a bad joke. It's not funny, yeah. man. I think That's he's great, be man. I think he's great. I think he could be good for Twitter. Like honestly, and, and I love okay, him. I'm not, it's a weird thing. Like when people get political talking about Elon Musk, I am neither a Republican nor a Democrat. I am neither. I am like politically asexual. Yeah, a- I'm just, I'm off on my own planet. Honestly, I think, I think Elon buying Twitter, uh, I think is a good thing because I think that there are, there are way too many snowflakes on Twitter. And I, you know, I, I think we need to make it more inclusive. Yeah. I,
0: I,
2: I don't yeah. care that I lost it. I want to know why I lost it. That's all. Right. I can live with myself if I, if I knew why I lost it. Yeah. If I if I told somebody, like, I don't know, I, I must have told somebody to fuck off and they got mad at me. Maybe Lucas Leiva reported me.
1: <laughs> <have been>. fuck. <laughs> to take this guy's checkmark away now.
0: Uh, speaking of taking away checkmarks, we, as we should, Tancredi. Saturn Yohan chimed in on and says, uh, Raiola saw Tancredi Palmieri as a journalist that broke the news of his death and decided to come back. <laughs>
1: that was good. I saw that. <laughs> that was I exactly. saw that.
0: All right. Uh, and the last one, I think, is one more. So uh, two more. Uh, this one comes from uh, Field di Canto. It's Nima Bingo, everyone. Just like the bird app, it's free. The winner gets Spaletti's pet duck, Bianca Neve, as a prize. Those who don't play are incels and shitlibs. <laughs> this game elsewhere has stolen by Pradicio. Uh, Nima bingo. <laughs> oh, Those are all Nima's quotes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> They're oh, fucking
0: man. whoever made that is a genius. That uh, is love great. you, Nima. Love you, Nima. <laughs> That's that good banter. And that last is great banter. one, last one. Miguel uh, Milano Miguel says, uh, Pobego is coming back from Bakayoko, gone. All Milan <laughs> fans celebrating like Ronaldo. <laughs> uh,
1: which one's for you guys? Uh, listen, I again, I'm I'm gonna have to vote for the one that in my darkest moment made me laugh the hardest, and that was the game in that one. The game in. I'm also a big Game of Thrones fan until they ruined it in the final season. Up yeah. until the final season, was a big Game of Thrones fan. This one, honestly, if that could make me laugh as an interista, you know it was good. I vote for that one.
0: <laughs> uh, you got a winner, Jerry.
2: I go with the bingo. I like it. It's creative. It.
0: Okay. okay. I like
2: that. I. I
1: I saw it online. I thought it was creative. <laughs> very creative. Very yeah, I didn't creative. see that till right now. It's really funny.
2: I give I I gotta give full marks to effort, man. Like to make yeah. that chart doesn't take over. To, that's, that's dedication, man. That's another uh, good I point. Like, like somebody drama?
1: actually had to sit and Photoshop that. It's a great yeah. point. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, so I got to break the
0: tie here. Um, I like this Roman one. I like this Roman one. <laughs> I like the Roman one too. I'll
2: I'll, I'll, I'll give one. Uh, I'll prove that, too, because Roma sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Conference League. You ever see the way their fans think they're in Champions League on Thursday and they're, they're fighting for a freaking the biggest trophy of their life?
1: Dude, it, it took me like five months <laughs> to realize I could even watch Conference League. Like, I just assumed I would have yeah. to, like, I'd, steal yeah. some kind of, like, a pirate. I realized, oh, that's also on Paramount+. Plus. I had yes. no idea until, First like, February. Was,
0: me, too. Me, too. <laughs> I'm going to bring tie. I'm going to go with uh, this one. The ha- the game in hand. That like, was so brooks. good. <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, effort
0: dude. doesn't win today. <laughs> doesn't win today. <laughs> well,
1: there are no losers. There, there are just uh, there are just some winners that win more than others on on who won Calcho Twitter. Frank's in the house. He's like, what is this shit? Where <laughs> uh,
0: my Frank? You didn't see our wolf uh, talk yet. My last word before we go is uh, we could see Berlusconi and Galliani back in Serie A next season. Monza are in second place in City B, so just wrap your heads around that.
1: That's they wild. Be, they
0: could be Scudetto winners before Milan. Who knows? We'll see.
1: Wait, is he going to be uh, prime minister again too? Like, is it going to be the yes. full comeback? That's right.
0: Bunga bunga parties everywhere. <laughs> hey,
2: Berlusconi part two is going to be Lotito. You watch out, man.
1: He's, he's oh he, he wants to be prime minister, man. Oh He's really Jesus. that guy. Okay, okay, but but who, who's going to vote for him? Because when I watch last minute games, money. there's there's like eight hundred people in the stadium. Like, yeah, like, but who's going to vote for this guy? You'd be surprised. It doesn't man. even have any fa- At least when Berlusconi was the Milan president, they had fans. Like, like Lotito <laughs> can't even get people in the stadium.
2: I'm not going to fucking go against the guy because I don't know what goes on
1: in in
2: the world of Italy with
1: that guy. But
2: I don't know, man. I think. So. I think. Well, I can Lazio. tell you something,
1: Jerry. If Lotito becomes prime minister, there will be a McDonald's on every block in the entire country. <laughs> I think Lazio is going to be sold within a year or two.
2: I really do believe that. That
0: could become prime minister.
2: I think someone's going to buy Lazio. I'll leave it like that. I think the time is coming.
0: Well, I got What's my t- comment for Frank. Frank, you got to be like Anthony. You got to be first here in the chat. You can't be coming around an hour into the podcast. Like, who does that? Really? Come on, buddy. Yeah, Come what the on. hell? <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up. Jerry, uh, give your chance to plug whatever you want. Plug yourself. Yours? Frank, <laughs> IFT
2: probably have reported me. <laughs> I, I just saw that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't cross my mind on that one. I, but uh, you guys can follow me at Jamesine8 and uh, the Culture comp Pod with Alex, and that's about it. I've really cut back on the writing. I've decided to do like these long walks and try to get out more now that COVID is. To me,
1: COVID is kind of done. But watch out! Watch out for those coyotes and foxes, man. I'm worried about you out there. <laughs>
0: and those killer cacti.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> apparently,
0: oh, apparently
2: there's. Is that a Hey Alex-
1: Dude reference?
2: There's yeah. An- there's an alligator on the loose, too, apparently, near my neighborhood.
1: What? Uh, yeah. Up by you? Those are usually <laughs> down by me, not up by you.
2: Yeah, I was. I saw it in the news yesterday. There's one in Brampton, apparently. Well, you wow. guys wouldn't know what Brampton is. Yeah. Sharma I would know. I Sharma see. knows I Brampton. Heard. Oh, yeah,
0: you, you probably How does know. How Sharma know? He's in England.
2: Yeah. Because he, he's got family in Brampton. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. It's his people. You know what you want, man. That's exactly what he tells me. My people <laughs> live in Brampton.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be racist or anything this, this was- I don't see how that was even remotely ran <laughs> TV reported him <laughs> <laughs> maybe Uncle Sharma reported him his battery died so. <laughs> yeah, he, did <laughs> tell, he did tell us at, his battery was going to die yeah,
0: at J Mancini 8 follow Jerry Mancini
1: <laughs> oh my god Too oh, funny. Alex
0: where can our followers find you
1: Oh, man. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I co-host with Jerry. We didn't have an episode last week because Jerry and I both had a lot going on. You guys, for those who follow me on social media, you may have seen this. My very hyperactive four-year-old had a big fall <laughs> this past week and one of his front teeth got knocked clean out. Oh, it, was, it was a whole thing, a lot of blood, emergency dental appointment, no daycare for him all week, which means, dude, like I... Oh I goodness. Richard I've been drinking like six espresso shots per day I just been because <laughs> my my kid if, if I can't get him out of my hair for like eight hours a day in daycare it just oof, I'm oh. completely just about so we didn't have an episode this past week but we're going to be back on Wednesday night this coming week on the Calcho connection podcast so please follow us there our YouTube channel at Calcho connection is where you find us there be sure to subscribe to that I also I host like half of the shows on the Internet these days, um, you know, try, try to hustle wherever you can um, for those for those in here. If you're European, you don't give a shit. If you're North American, maybe you will. Uh, I host a, a daily live stream on the five reasons sports YouTube channel talking North American sports. I also host uh, the Locked on Canes podcast, which covers uh, Miami Hurricanes, football and basketball. I do that every day. So. Find all that stuff, support it, so I can put some food on the table.
0: There you go, absolutely, definitely follow all that air. We'll we'll tweet retweet all that stuff, and definitely Thank love the Couch Connection guys. We love you, love your podcast. There, uh, big fans of your show, so definitely give Alex and Jerry both a follow, and give their Couch a Connection a follow. Follow them on YouTube as well. Um, my cohort Frank is in the chat, but you can follow him at F- FTC underscore twenty one. You can see my handle whoop, right there. Had it right the first time. Um, so, yeah, sit down as part of the world football index you can follow us on YouTube anywhere that streams music um, Instagram Facebook all that stuff so definitely give us a follow if you haven't done so already uh, but yeah thank you Alex uh, and, and Jerry My wherever pleasure. you are in alligator land or coyote
1: land and, I hope uh, the alligator didn't get him
0: yeah maybe that you know he said alligator boom it's like <laughs> Captain Hook
1: what are we gonna do what are we he gonna took do the hand and the phone right <laughs> out of Jerry's hand
0: the game in hand it's gone <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: With that, we gotta wrap this one up. Until the next uh, Serious Sit Down podcast comes, we'll catch you next week. Okay, have a good night.